0: The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are simply that, opinions. All are presumed innocent until proven otherwise in a court of law. Sensitive topics are discussed. Discretion is advised.
1: On today's Court TV podcast, the killer girlfriend murder trial rolls on. Plus, we'll discuss and preview the next big case for Court TV, the much-anticipated retrial of former NFL superstar turned convicted rapist, Kellen Winslow II.
0: This is the Court TV Podcast with Vinny Politan and Seema Iyer.
2: Welcome to the Court TV Podcast. Great to have you aboard. I'm Vinny Politan, the man who sees the world through the filter of a former <laughs> prosecutor. I'm <laughs> seated with Seema Iyer. How do you see the world?
1: I see the world through... Fairness and justice, which well, that, means that, I see both sides.
2: No, no. Fairness and justice is no, a prosecutor's no, job. No, the job not, of the criminal defense yours. attorney is to represent their client. It's not to seek justice.
1: Well, I am talking about myself because okay. I was a prosecutor, right? So right. I'm a very case-by-case person. A lot of trials that we cover, I am in the tank with the prosecution and sometimes with the defense.
2: Okay, but you, you always look for the truth and justice, right?
1: No. Not near, not really. No. Oh, okay. Do okay. you?
2: I do. Oh, I know. That's why I see it as a prosecutor because oh, that's their job. All
1: right. Okay. Here we go. Let's go. Yeah. We're
2: we're, <laughs> we're here a little early this Very week.
1: Very early. Why are we here early? We have so it's so exciting. We
2: have some great news. Um, because Court TV is launching in a bunch of big cities across the nation, including New York,
1: L.A., Chicago. D.C., I believe, because my mother is probably on the phone now screaming at Comcast, <laughs> <laughs> saying, where is my daughter? Yeah, so t- t- is that how she speaks? Yeah, and she, and she says, I want to see my Vinnie Paladin. I love my <laughs> Vinnie Paladin. Can we tell people how she, like, burglarized your office when she came to visit the other weekend?
2: Well, she didn't take anything. She no, didn't do anything but wrong. I so went, it was more I trespassing. W-
1: I went into my office, and she's like, I'm just going to go peek in. He won't mind. And, and then he, I see her, like, kind of rummaging through your ties, well, and I thought it was borderline inappropriate. It,
2: it might be trespassing, but I've given her permission oh,
1: from this, happy. From this happy. point forward, and it's
2: retroactively <laughs> uh, effective. She's happy. So we're going to be in New York this week to ring the bell, the closing bell at NASDAQ. It's To celebrate. Yeah, so it's, it's a great moment for us and for Court TV and our parent company, Scripps, and, and for Kate it's, it's awesome. It's just an awesome day. This is day.
1: a huge opportunity, and I am very, very lucky to be going with you because you, my friend, are the face of Court TV. Oh, stop. I'm just your sidekick, and I'm—no, re- I'm really lucky. Stop. I'm very lucky. It's going to be fun. It's going to be right. a lot of
2: fun. I can still yell at you during the podcast, right? Please do. Okay. So, um, because we're here early, what are we doing?
1: Okay, so— We are still covering the killer girlfriend murder trial out of Wisconsin. Defendant Ezra McCandless is accused of murdering her ex-lover, Alex Woodworth. This occurred back in March of 2018. The trial is still going on. And right now, as we record, she is on the stand testifying in her own defense
2: unbelievable so we can't give you full analysis of her testimony this week but we will oh we
1: will we We absolutely will will. but can we just take a moment to talk about her ex-boyfriend now obviously the victim was one of her ex-lovers but her ex-boyfriend Jason Mengel he took the stand a couple days ago and he's made quite an impact on all of it all of us
2: Sure. Well, there's two things with with Mengel is he's the alleged motive, right? Prosecutors are saying that she had to kill Alex to maybe send a sign or to to let Jason know that she really loved him, despite the fact that she was cheating on him with Alex in the past by killing him. Uh, she is proving her love to Jason Mengel. That, I believe, is, is the way prosecutors are going to proceed on all this
1: and i'm still not buying it uh, by the way and you've actually called this the love pyramid because there was another person involved his name is john hansen and a friend of mangles she also slept with let's listen to an exchange and this is from the trial cross examination defense attorney and jason mangle you felt very betrayed that john had sex with your girlfriend right
0: it wasn't betrayal as the situation
1: well, it was the situation that he assaulted her, right?
0: Yeah, the accusation.
1: Right. What made me and you used that word a lot yesterday. You said he assaulted her, he assaulted her. You, you used that word when you were talking about it, right?
0: That's what the defendant had told me.
1: That's, okay. That's Ms. McCamless, okay? The is state right? may want to call her the
0: defendant. Okay. I'm okay. calling her Esmer McCamless. Roger. All right? Which was the name you always
1: called her by, right? Always. Roger that. Roger. Okay, could he be douchier? Uh, There's no other word. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Vinny. I know you don't curse, but uh, come on. This guy is so annoying. Just listen to that tiny exchange. He cannot answer a question. He has to insert his opinion. He answers questions by asking questions. He wants to think he's smarter than the rest of us. And I don't know what the jury thought of him.
2: He wasn't super likable. (laughs) However... The reaction of the defendant to him to me was more powerful than his testimony for the prosecution. When she he, was blushing. She was flustered. She, her bosom
1: you, was heaving. You, could, it was visible heaving. It was up and down, and I, up and down, and up and down. I know you can't look at people's I bosoms. I don't get it, know what and you're that in a means. Relationship. Blah blah blah. But but, the but point to is, me and
2: everyone else, it was obvious that she still loved this guy. And and from my perspective, at that moment. The prosecution motive became much more viable when, when she was demonstrably, fl- uh, you know, flustered and and blushing and smitten kitten, unbelievable. Was- and you're talking about a murder defendant here; her life is on the line, and she is more concerned
1: about. Oh my goodness, he's in the room. It was uncomfortable to watch. It- I felt like I should just leave. But very revealing. <laughs> very revealing. However, the next day, so. One day, he was on direct. The following day, he was on cross. The next day, she was almost a different person because I think her lawyers said something to the effect of, fix your friggin' face.
0: Yeah, well. Stop
1: that.
2: Well, she had on a little extra makeup, too, on the day that he, on his first like day. An, his like day. extra lip gloss? Uh, no, a little more well, a little more foundation, a little, foundation, little more powder, but a little Because more we color. are
1: told as women that lip gloss will entice men more because it makes your lips look more, like, scrumptious.
2: <laughs> well, maybe. I think we, that's a different podcast.
1: Okay, but it doesn't make sense. It still doesn't make sense. As we sit here today, still her love of Jason Mangle, the chemistry was evident, but the connection between the chemistry between her and Mangle and the motive to kill Woodworth, I do not have yet.
2: Well, I I think you have to get into her mindset and it's a it's a difficult strange place to To get, but I felt like I was there the moment he walked into the courtroom because. It was, this was no longer about, I'm on trial for my life. This is a murder trial. I could be locked up forever. This was about, wow, I get to spend some time Ugh. in the same room with Jason. I almost Mangle. hurled yeah. when I watched
1: this. I was like vomit central.
2: I thought it was bad for her.
1: And next week, we are definitely going to get into Ezra McCandless's testimony. That is for sure.
2: Sure, sure. And and coming up here on the podcast next We're going to talk about the next big trial here on Court TV because as one wraps up, we get ready for the next one. And this one involves a former NFL star who's accused of being a serial rapist.
0: Follow Court TV live over the air, uninterrupted. If you're watching television with an antenna, just rescan your channels now to add Court TV. And go to CourtTV.com to see the exact channel position and more ways to watch Court TV in your area.
2: The next big trial on Court TV is the trial of a former NFL star who's accused of being a serial rapist. This is a case that is actually a retrial. Right. A retrial. Now, the defendant's name is Kellen Winslow II. And if you're a sports fan like Sima, when I say... <laughs>
1: I am a sports fan, but I don't have nearly the knowledge that you do. Okay. That's why you're leading the segment.
2: So when you, when you say the name Kellen Winslow, people are like, oh my goodness. This guy is yeah. a Hall of Famer, one of the greatest tight ends of all time, played for the San Diego Chargers, a legend in the NFL. Well, it's actually his son. Who also had an NFL career, many years, earned forty million dollars, won a national championship at the U. Now, if I say at the U, do you know what I'm talking
1: about? Oh, uh, University of Miami. Yes. Oh, okay, right. Okay, okay, and that's where he won the award. The U. I'm doing the the little signal now. Yeah, you're doing the U.
2: So. The, he was a legitimate star as well. He had some injury troubles through his career. Uh, some were on the field and another from a motorcycle accident. Well, and that, Didn't
1: the motorcycle accident occur? Like, Wasn't he out and he was supposed to go back and then the motorcycle accident yeah, derailed him yeah. even further? It
2: derailed him, but he ended up uh, being an all-pro one year uh, and was able to regain his his career and get a big contract. So he made money. Good-looking guy, too. Very,
1: very handsome guy.
2: Good-looking guy. He's got a beautiful wife. Stunning. Lovely kids. Gorgeous. Really cool kids. His dad, Hall of Famer, great guy, all of this. And he grew up and lived in San Diego, which is where uh, his father played for the Chargers, who are now in Los Angeles, Seema. I did know you that. I did you not- know. know.
1: I did not know that. I did know that. And his dad is really the hometown hero in San Diego, right?
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and his son carries his name, but has led a much different post-NFL life than his father.
1: What is, was he doing post-NFL, like work-wise?
2: Uh, he he! I, he appeared a couple times on some NFL shows, okay. but he—I I think he spent more time in you know courtrooms. And other really? places. So he
1: never really made that transition to no. either coaching or or uh, broadcasting. Broadca- or like that. And
2: broadcasting would be a natural form, right? Especially
1: because he is very handsome, handsome you know, guy, smart educated smart. yeah
2: like we've 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 uncovered some of the speeches that he's made through the years and he's very eloquent he's sure. bright he's smart but at the end of the day prosecutors say this guy is a serial rapist
1: the accusations are very troubling to say the least well and, and they involve and
2: and and you think about okay when you talk about an NFL star good looking guy rape you're thinking the first thing that comes to mind is like date rape Sure. Right. Or he's out with some supermodels or he's cheating on his wife with uh, uh, someone and gets accused of something. Right. But that's not what the accusations are. The bizarre part of all this is that he is targeting, according to prosecutors. Older women, nothing wrong with that, but it's a little bit different. Right. Because he's in his 30s. His um, accusers are in like their 50s. Sure. And they're been described how would you describe these women like
1: transient transient vulnerable uh not stable lives you know one's homeless and we're going to get into details about them but one is homeless uh one yeah described hitchhiker
2: right that's so, another one so
1: all of that surrounding this and then is, there's some other of the of the lesser charges the misdemeanor charges there are some older women uh, i think in their 70s
2: right yeah. always older which is is kind of strange uh different not what you would expect and and from my perspective you know i i've got to think when you first look at these and say all right well something's going on here well, and and when you talk about right. an nfl player who's had injury problems and got into a motorcycle accident the one thing a lot of people talk about is what concussions cte did somehow did that uh you know create some sort of mental issue that he he's dealing with now
1: post NFL but that's not part of this case at all well you remember during the first trial we were all you know on the anchor desk waiting with bated breath to find out if they were going to go with some type of brain injury defense and we didn't really know until the trial was happening right
2: right and and it didn't happen so that is not the defense here the the defense is that it's I guess consensual.
1: Yeah, and that's exactly what happened during the first trial. They had to go with consent because there wasn't enough. What what it sounded like was this: the defense was putting forward this idea of CTE or, or traumatic brain injury, but I think, at least from what came out uh, during the pretrial motions, was that they were trying to get doctors. To back that idea, and there were none. there was just not enough of a foundation.
2: Because it's difficult to prove that until someone dies and you open up their their head right, and, and their take brain. a look at the brain, and that's yeah. the way they've diagnosed all these people's after they have passed away. So, it, but it's again, it's not part of this case. It's not part of the defense. He's saying it's consensual acts, and it's and you know the the type of people that are accusing him. They're, they don't run in the same social circles, and what they're alleging right. is that he's kind of like cruising the streets looking for these women and befriending them, and and the, the entire behavior is so, so bizarre.
1: Well, it's psychopathy. There's something up there. There's something wrong. And again, it's like what you're saying. No, there's nothing wrong. Uh, as a woman who's almost in her 50s, there's nothing wrong with liking women in their 50s. However, it's just looking at him... As someone who's in his 30s, who's younger. And by the way, from the first trial to now the second trial, I think his wife, I think it's been reported, we have to confirm this, but I I think she's seeking a divorce.
2: Well, you could understand it because this is where we are right now with the case because it's a retrial. So he was originally charged with 12 counts. The first jury could only come to a verdict in four of them. So eight of these counts will be retried. Of the four that the jury came to a verdict in, three of them were guilty. One was not guilty. So um, he was found guilty of the forcible rape of one of the defendants. So he's already a convicted rapist in trial number two, uh, which we'll be uh, a covering on Court TV. But you look at all these different Jane Doe's coming forward, the big part of the case was that there were just so many of them, and, and, it, and it seemed like there clearly was some sort of pattern going on where he would target these older, vulnerable women.
1: See, so we can't blame the wife. I mean, this is how much can she take. And by the way, weren't they high school sweethearts? They were. Yeah. They absolutely were. They were high school sweethearts, the two kids. And also interesting, and I think you remember this, you know, we almost had this Winslow wife watch every day. Every day I would ask Chanley Painter, our correspondent, hey, Chanley, did you see the wife? Did you see the wife? Did you see the wife? I would be texting her all day. And I believe, I... Believe the wife came only for the defense's closing argument.
2: She came at then, yeah. She wasn't right. there for a lot of the testimony. It was difficult. Dad was there throughout. Though.
1: Dad the was f- there. Father
2: is supporting him one thousand percent.
1: The father was there for the pretrial hearings. The father was there every time there was a court appearance. The father was always there, but the wife, she had been there prior uh, to the trial for certain appearances, but during the trial, it was only half a day.
2: Right. And, and, and she didn't
1: even say for the, sorry, the prosecution's no, she like didn't. rebuttal or whatever.
2: And you can understand that she doesn't want to hear that stuff. I mean, difficult enough as it is all the, and everything going on. And, and, and the allegations here, the, the, the fascinating part of it is, is that he's arrested and charged and then he's out on bond with one of those ankle monitors and he gets arrested at a gym for more behavior. So all of this, you put it all together, it is just bizarre.
1: Well, I think we need to get our viewers ready for the retrial. And let's do that. So coming up next, we're going to go through all the Jane Does. There are five of them. And we're going to let you know who is accusing Winslow of what. That's next.
0: For more Court TV, watch it on cable, over the air, Roku, or go to CourtTV.com and stream live gavel-to-gavel coverage. Catch up on the big moments from our current cases and relive some of Court TV's most historic trials. Court TV, your front row seat to justice.
1: Kellen Winslow II is being accused by five Jane Doe's. There were five Jane Doe's in the first trial, and Vinny, there are still... Five Jane Does in the second trial. Now, out of all the counts, so there was a total of 12 counts against him. He was found guilty of just what? Three? Yes, three guilty counts, one not guilty, and the rest were hung Mistrial.
2: Right, hung meaning the jury could not be unanimous one way or the other. Oh
1: God! I, again, they were split. This is this is okay. So let's just I'm going to go through the Jane Doe's and the charges and what's you know what we can expect. So Jane Doe number one, she has charges of kidnapping, forcible rape. The counts were hung five to seven, five to convict.
2: Right. Okay. And this was the, the Jane Doe that I think a lot of people listened to and found um, the most difficulty with her testimony with her story with her demeanor and everything else Uh, but at the end of the day I mean the the charges are extremely serious and there were five people willing to convict on that and and, you know things could turn around
1: well we could talk a little bit about her Uh, remember that at the hearing she Jane number one was the one who accidentally identified Winslow's lawyer Brian Watkins as being the perpetrator
2: yeah that, that that was a little bit of a problem but they they cleaned it up a little bit for the trial but it's still an issue. Sure.
1: And I think our listeners should know uh, Brian Watkins won't be on the team this time. But if you uh, look online and we have it on CourtTV.com, you, honestly, Brian Watkins and Winslow look a lot alike. They so, do.
2: And, and at the moment that he was identified, he was sort of slumping in his chair sure. and, it, you know. But it, it, and things like that can disra- can derail an entire case, but they didn't hear. And she,
1: you know, Jane Doe, number one, was also memorable from the first trial because she lied about her alcoholism. And then at the 11th hour, they got her daughter to come in and testify. And then I think you had an exclusive with her on Closing Arguments, the daughter.
2: Yeah, yeah she came on and, and spoke with us. And, and she's, again, one of these Jane Does who's a little bit older I don't want to yes. say old because she's, she's probably objectors. about my age.
1: She's like my age. Okay. But here's the thing. I And just so our viewers get ready for this Jane Doe to testify, what I'll be looking out for is now will the prosecution call the daughter on their case in chief? Will it not be a surprise like it was last time?
2: Yeah. I, and I think you, you may have to because there are certain things that she corroborates about things that her mother said and the clothes that she was wearing uh, that were all... Part of the evidence against Kellen Winslow. But again, here, the the defense is going to be consensual.
1: (laughs) Consensual. And that occurrence, Jane Doe number one, was St. Patrick's Day, 2018. And this was, she's also known as the Hitchhiker. Now, moving on to Jane Doe number two, that incident allegedly occurred on May 13th, 2018, which was, I believe, Mother's Day. That's what she testified to. And Jane Doe number two, she was known as, uh, She was homeless. She was a homeless woman. And her charges included forcible rape and sodomy with force. Winslow was found guilty of the forcible rape. So that's one of the counts that he was found guilty on in total. And the other count, sodomy by force, uh, that was hung 10 to 2 to convict. Uh, Now let's take a listen to a clip of Jane Doe number 2, and that testimony that ended with a conviction on that count. He
0: like held me, grab my arms, and he says we're gonna have sex. And I said, please don't do this. He had me take my pants off and pulled me
1: on front of this seat and and started to put his penis inside my vagina. So that was Jane Doe number two, one guilty one. Hung. I, I my first argument in this new trial is why do they even bother? They got one guilty. I don't think they should even try the other one.
2: Well, uh, one of the reasons is if he if he's found guilty on a second rape charge, then you're talking about the potential for life in prison. I mean, the, the penalty is much more severe. And if and if you're a prosecutor in this case and you believe this man is a serial rapist, You want him locked away because if he gets out, he's going to commit another offense.
1: Okay, well, let's keep going through the Jane Doe's because I just think they shouldn't be going to trial with all five. Now, the next one, Jane Doe number three, there was one count. This was a misdemeanor of indecent exposure, and he was found guilty of that. However, in this new trial, she may be testifying more as a prior bad acts type of witness to corroborate his...
2: His behavior, his pattern, nature, right. his, his, his modus operandi.
1: So, again, so that was that the word, woman the modus operandi.
2: Yeah, I love um, that word.
1: I, okay, here we go. Uh, she was the neighbor, 57 years old, and I believe she was, uh, yeah, she was a Vietnamese woman. She spoke to the interpreter. But that was that was a conviction. That was a misdemeanor. Now, Jane Doe, number four. There are two counts against Winslow for Jane Doe, number four. The counts involved a forcible rape and a rape of an unconscious person. Now, this was an incident from 2003. She was 17. Winslow was 19. uh, Winslow was in college. Uh, This woman basically heard about, I think, Jane Doe number one, Jane Doe number two, and then she, you know, decided to come forward.
2: Right. She heard the stories and remembered what happened, and that was her testimony. And this was the more you know this is the more typical type of case you would expect right he's a he's an athlete he's a jock and this was more of a date rape because there's a photo yes. of these two together yes. where he's got his arm around her that and she kept it all those years and that was part of the evidence in the case um so this case much different than all the others but equally important because of the charge of forcible rape again if he's found guilty of this or with Jane Doe number one, he could go away for the rest of his life
1: now, with the forcible rape, the jury was split ten to two to convict with the rape of the unconscious person eight to four to convict. And this what I've said all along, this this Jane Doe should not have been part of the case because they had a this prosecution had a really strong pattern case with all the Jane Doe's being. Over 50, 55 years old. And then they throw in this 2003 pseudo cold case. I think that threw everything out of whack. I think they I think they should just agree to the severance. But moving forward, Jane Doe number four is part of the case. Go the retrial. So. We can expect that. And finally, Jando number five, that was the one that you mentioned uh, in the earlier segment about how he was out. He had the ankle monitor. He's going to the gym, crunch gym, uh, getting his workout on and then uh, exposing himself to old ladies.
2: Yeah, she's 77 years old and... Nice lady, a really nice... Well, like,
1: she, you don't know her. I mean, oh, you're, like, I, you're like, oh, she's me. a nice lady. Like, I you spent the weekend her. with her and her family. Like, I, relax, Vinny, relax. You don't need to, like, I know
2: who she is. I know the You don't of... need
1: to vouch for random witnesses Wait, that you don't know.
2: Every day, her and her husband, who are both retired... He's cute. They go to the gym so together. Cute. And do their workouts. I, you know what,
1: though? Let me tell you something. What? I don't like couples who work out together. Why is I that? I think it's weird. It's, I think it's, it's weird. I need my time. I need to be away from you. Well, pump, this is what they do. Pump it. Just pump it. They no. do
2: their own little workouts. Then at the end oh, of their workouts, God. they meet at the corny, end.
1: Corny, corny. It's
2: very endearing. Do you? And your, endearing. Do you and your
1: wife work out together?
2: Um, no, because she does this really intense. Because she's uh, in
1: way better shape than you are. I know that spinning
2: thing that I just can't. I can't do. And it, no, no. I I work at my own pace.
1: I I know you're big into Pilates, right? No, I don't do Pilates. I don't like Pilates.
2: I don't like, no, no. Okay,
1: so Jane Doe number five at the gym with her hubby, she testified. uh, She was great on the stand. I mean, I I remember her so well because she was incredibly animated. But just so uh, our listeners understand, uh, Jane Doe number five, there were four counts, two were of lewd conduct. One lewd conduct, guilty. The other was not guilty. And those were two different dates. And then there was a count of cruelty to elders uh, that the jury was hung tended to 2 to convict and battery against an elder again hung tended to 2 to convict. Again, leave this Jane Doe number five. Let it go, people. Just let it go. You got one G, you got one NG. Enough already. Why there's would too you? Much. Because there's too you? much. It's too confusing. It's Vinnie, not confusing. Vinnie, they, the prosecution did not get a straight G across the board because this is too much. It's too confusing. It's too many women. It's enough already. Just no.
2: All right. Well, strength in numbers is, is what I believe is, is going to happen here. And, and coming up, we're going to take a look at this retrial. How will it be different from the first trial? And who has the advantage second time around? Is it the prosecution or is it the defense?
0: Court TV is everywhere.
2: This is Court TV, your front row
0: seat to justice with live gavel-to-gavel trial coverage. We'll bring you the most compelling trials across our nation. I am a homicidal maniac. On the air, online, in your pocket.
2: You'll see and hear all the evidence. Can you take the holes <laughs> and squeeze it?
0: And streaming free on Roku, Fire TV, and Apple TV.
1: The verdict is in.
0: Court TV, your front row seat to justice. So the trial of Kellen Winslow
2: II will actually be the second trial of Kellen Winslow II. That's right. And I'm going to say that throughout the course of the trial, just to emphasize it for folks. And, and here's the thing, and, and there's a lot of questions here. How will the first trial be different than the second trial? Because no two trials are alike. And in in, this, in, in the, my, the course of me covering cases through the years, I've covered retrials. And sometimes they are very different. Sometimes there are similarities, but there's always a, a little bit of maneuvering by both sides. Now, this case, the second trial may be much different than the first based upon some motions that have been filed by the defense.
1: Exactly. Okay, so the defense is basically saying, number one, his convictions, the first trial, those convictions should Be dismissed. And number two, if you don't dismiss them, okay, for the retrial, the counts need to be severed. Now, they're bringing up this case, and it's really interesting because this case sounds exactly like Kellen Winslow II. And the case is called People versus Earl, and it's from the California Court of Appeals. And in that case, a defendant was charged with misdemeanor, indecent exposure, and felony sexual assault arising from unrelated incidents, just like Winslow II. The court found the trial court made reversible error. And reversible is bad, right? Because harmless is like, eh, no harm, no foul. Reversible is like, uh-uh. New trial. New trial. Because the trial court refused to sever the charges, and the result was a, quote, grossly unfair trial where the prosecutor expressly urged the jury to convict the defendant of the sexual assault charge based upon his commission of indecent exposure. And the prosecutor said that the defendant was, quote-unquote, a predator and a, quote-unquote, scary guy. So basically, bottom line is this. When you have these... Uh, misdemeanors like the Jane Doe number three indecent exposure, Jane Doe number five lewd conduct. Those are looked at as being unfair to the defendant.
2: Well, it's interesting. Let's let's take a listen back to the closing argument from the first trial, because I believe the prosecution does call him a sexual predator. Make no mistake. He has proven himself to be a sexual predator. Lightning certainly doesn't strike twice, let alone five times. So he uses the words, and it was, it was right. the theme of the first trial was that he's a sexual predator, and now uh, the defense is arguing that you can't
1: do that? You can't do that. And the defense also argues about this whole spillover effect, which the case that they rely on, people v. Earl, and that's Earl with knee. Uh they talk about the spillover effect and that something like indecent exposure may be so inflammatory and... Its ability to portray a defendant as a pervert, a freak, or a pariah, and that is—that's—that well, that's, was the theme
2: of their case. Is that this guy was a and, and, a freak, a and, pervert, and, and, a sexual predator, and,
1: and that's the—that's why they say he got why, convicted.
2: Wait a minute. Wait. No. 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 He's he's convicted because of the testimony of the accusers and the jury believing him. Why on earth? Should the jury be shielded from the truth of the matter? Because the, the okay, truth wait, of these I'll allegations. Oh, OK, why? no, I got I Come got on. I got a
1: good answer for you. That's All absurd. right. You want to know why? Because predisposition to commit one kind of sex offense, like exposing one's sexual organs, is different than a predisposition to commit another kind of sex act. So take that, Vinny.
2: But it's not. Take that. But it's not. That was in my own words. All right. Here's, no, the, it's question. Not. here's, the, like here's the question. I can't talk like that. Here's the question. court said that. Here's the question that I would ask all the judges who who came down with the Earl opinion in That's California. That's Earl with an E. Yeah, Earl with an E. Would you like this man living in your neighborhood? But the, come would I you guess, like you, this you know, man guess, living I mean, next door hate, to your elderly I, mother? Okay.
1: First of all, what are you talking about? You're talking about like emotions and anecdotal. Like no, you're bringing, bringing our mothers into this. That has nothing to do with it. This is the law, and the defendant. It's the has law a, as interpreted. Has, The defendant has a right to a fair trial. Number one, and number two, all decisions are based upon looking at evidence, prejudice versus probative does it tend to prove a fact in evidence versus the potential prejudice? Are you falling asleep? Like, you're literally falling asleep in front of me. No, no. Versus I'm, the prejudice I'm to the defendant. I'm looking for a small violin so, to play. And so my point is this. The, you know, the court is saying a predisposition to... Uh, You know, insert his penis into someone's vagina has nothing to do with exposing himself to a little cute Vietnamese woman in her garden. Those are two separate things. That's what the court says. Don't don't take it out of me. Don't don't (laughs) don't take it out of me.
2: But I think anyone with one scintilla of common sense knows there is a pattern here. That the, this man but is a predator, and this is the way predators act. That's what he's accused of being, and that's why he—that's he, why prosecutors want to send him away for the rest of his life. I
1: understand that, but they could send him away for the rest of his life on the forcible rape charges involving Jane Doe number one, two, and four. They don't need three and five, All and right. that's why I think you have to do—you have to look at this probative versus prejudice. And also, I think it's
2: very probative. I think probative of what? The truth. The truth. Remember, I'm the truth guy.
1: I'm the not-truth girl. Okay, can so, we take a listen
2: to the defense? Oh, yeah. Let's because listen, they listen. made their argument at the end, and they also mentioned the word predator.
1: They will call him a predator. They will call him a deviant until you forget why you're here. But this is why you're here. The facts, if you apply the law the right way, you can come to the only reasonable conclusion. And that is that Kellen Winslow is not guilty of the charges that have been levied against
2: him. Okay, first of all, if you have charges levied against you, you probably are guilty. You don't <laughs> levy charges against someone who's not guilty. You, you levy may just, like
1: taxes, right? right?
2: I don't know. Hey, but here, here's... <laughs> The problem is they're talking about the facts. The facts are, are what come out of the mouths of witnesses and physical evidence as well are part of the facts of this case. And the facts of the case are that he's going around cruising, picking up and having sexual relations with all these women. And these women came in and said the fact is it was not consensual. Okay, just wait.
1: Hold on a second. What and by do the way, you what did think- he
2: say? What did he say on the stand? Who? Winslow.
1: Wait, he didn't testify.
2: That's right, he did. Okay. Okay. And <laughs> why didn't he? Okay,
1: wait, wait, hold on. Let me just seriously. So, you, as a former prosecutor, how would you try this differently to ensure convictions? I mean, you believe in the case. I I actually I think I it's the same case. The case. I think it's the same you case. Do you really? Why don't I, I just feel I am surprised that you're not recognizing that it would be a cleaner case. With less charges, or like these half guilty, half not guilty, half guilty, half hung. It's just a mess. I know it's it's confusing, and you know it's confusing because look at the result. It's confusing. Look at this chart I made. I can't even read my own chart.
0: Right. Look at this. I've got highlighters and markers
1: and. Because there's a lot of confusing charges. Well, look at my chart. I didn't go it's running my, around raping my, people. Allegedly. My chart, my allegedly. chart is much
2: less confusing. I have that I've, one too. That was I've I had that one too. Color coded it with two different highlighters. I
1: had that one too. Just the
2: way I did in law school. Here's what I think, and I think it's advantage prosecution in the retrial because I think it's always advantage prosecution in the retrial because the defense always knows what the prosecution case is, but the prosecution doesn't necessarily know what the defense case is when we get to trial. But after we've tried it once, you have shown your cards to me so I can make those subtle adjustments in the way I present the case.
1: For instance, calling Jane Doe number one's daughter.
2: Exactly, exactly. You can, you can call her right out of the bat. And I think the arguments you can make will be stronger based upon the information you've gathered from the first one. Now, the defense has learned things as well. Uh, but I just think the, the the advantage is always to the prosecution in a retrial. And
1: do you remember Jane Doe number two's friends testified, and they were not that solid? I bet the retrial, of Jane Doe number two's friends are going to be better.
2: Okay. Yeah, I think all these adjustments are made, and and, and we'll see. We'll it's see like, how it all plays like out. It's like
1: trial number one was the dress rehearsal, and this is the final. Exactly. This is the the fun. No, not it's not a show. It's justice. I'm it, not trying justice. to make light out of it. People are gonna yell at me for being You're funny. not making
2: light out, but if you want to see the trial, yeah. you, you've got to have court TV. Oh and you know what's there's people listening right now who have court TV and they don't even know it. What? Yes, these are these are say pe- it isn't so, these Vincent. Are, these are people with digital antennas. And the, the trick with a digital antenna, if you have one, they're great because it's all free television that you get. Is that every once in a while you've got to re-scan them because there's new digital channels that are entering uh the the airwaves each mm. and every, you know, month or so. Yeah. And we have just re entered a whole bunch of new airwaves on Court TV. So please rescan yeah, your very antennas for us so week. you can watch your Court TV.
1: Oh, and by the way, I am gonna write something for the website on Winslow to catch everybody up and get everybody ready for the trial.
2: Beautiful. Great job. All right, we've, we've got to wrap it up because we've got to go. we got to get to we New York. We have to go
1: to the airport right yeah, now. Yeah, we've got
2: to get to the airport so we can <laughs> ring that closing bell ring on the Ring that national- bell, baby.
1: Right.
0: This podcast is a production of Court TV. Go to CourtTV.com for more content, trials on demand, and to find out how to watch Court TV in your area.